I am Matthew Thomas, and I'm back with a really great guest. He is the front man of Ditchwater, Mike Meadows. Thank you for hanging out with me tonight. I'm glad I actually got this recording. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> Hi, Matthew. And uh, so, with the current COVID situation going on right now, so how are you staying busy since there's no shows? Well, we've been rehearsing and, and writing and doing all this stuff um, pretty consistently, uh, like a weekly basis, uh, putting together the new show. Our record comes out August 8th on uh, Pavement, and um, we're getting – I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to uh, – we're going to tour behind it and, and promote it. So um, we're going to be ready. Right on. And you um, you talked about, you know, signing with Pavement, and that was really cool, at least for me on my side, because uh, Aaron Cole just introduced me to you guys, and I started featuring on my show. And then, like, a couple weeks later, you guys signed with Pavement. So how is it – like, that's really cool for me. So how is it for you guys on that side? It was pretty cool, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it was cool all the way around. It We had made the record. Uh, we actually released it uh, last – geez, October – and um, I think it was out for a couple weeks, and then the rumblings from the label started happening, and, and they wanted to release it just as it was. So we were we were excited. We signed, I think, in January, sometime in January. And um, yeah, somewhere in there. I'm not. Mark's super good with dates. I'm not because it seems like yesterday or three weeks from now. I can't tell anymore. But anyway, uh, we uh, Sony's. Uh, the dist- uh, distributor, so they asked us to pull everything uh, digitally, and um, we sold out our. As a matter of fact, you were at the last show. We sold out our copies of the of the original. The yeah, I got the last copy too. Did you? Yes, I did. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it's been whenever that was, uh, just waiting, and then uh, COVID happened. Uh, yeah. And then everything's been delayed, so um, we've been living with this record for a while. We started making it over a year ago, a year and a half ago, writing it and, and pre-production and then the studio and then waiting around to get it uh, mixed and all the fun stuff that goes with making a record. And now we're just waiting. Now it's August, right? So we're waiting for August to come around. Um, we had an, a little tour set up in July that got canceled, um, so... We're, we're holding on for September. So once we get the record out, we're shooting a new video next week. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, so we're trying to stay busy. I mean, as much as you can with the limited stuff that's either open or, you know, limited capacity. Yeah, if it was up to Mark, we'd probably be making like three or four more records during this time. But, <laughs> um, you know, I like to play live, and that's what I like to do. And I know that you can't keep doing that without a record. And, you know, we, he likes to make records. So we work well together in that aspect because that fuels my, my want. And he knows if I want to play with to make a record. So <laughs> we're just, so they played me a couple of new songs that they've been working on, uh, in rehearsals that I don't make it out to. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of, I mean, it's really exciting at the future. Once we get past all this horseshit, um, it's yeah. going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, at least uh, Indiana's starting to open up soon, hopefully, with, um, you know, the government rolling out new uh, phases and stuff. So hopefully, I mean, at least get some stuff back open. 
Yeah, I think what did they um entertainment opens up May twenty fourth, right? For a hundred and like hundred and fifty people or something. Or, I'm not I don't exactly know what the what the numbers and everything are, but it, at least he's doing stuff. At least you know, stuff's starting yeah. to get back. We'll be happy to play in front of ten people. So I I'll be there, so there you go. We're <laughs> gonna play in your basement. So Hey, anytime, show up. <laughs> As long as there's not more than ten people there, we'll be all right. That was just me right now. So all right, well, just anytime. All right, hey, so uh, we're talking about the Never Say Never album, the, uh, your latest release. You know, that's getting a pavement release in August. What can people expect if they haven't listened to the album uh, right now? Um, Ditchwater. It's uh, it's a great mix of everything that we've done in the past and and some cool future stuff. The great thing about the band for me, and probably the reason that I've been around in that band for like 18 years, is there's no set sound. It is, I mean, we have our sound, don't get me wrong. But between just blistering guitar and and drums and a, and a melodic vocal to as heavy as you can get. So... It probably it kind of hits like anybody that's been on my Facebook page and and knows that one second I'm I'm talking about Sting and Billy Joel and the next second I'm talking about uh Gold Lamb of God or whatever I'm all yeah. over the map but uh, Ditchwater allows me to hit all those areas I mean not like we're playing Billy Joel songs <laughs> by any stretch but uh, it's a wide range man I mean have you heard the record so um. It, it, we go from kind of ballady. I don't want to call it a ballad, but you have like all about you and then enemy of the people and um, everything in between. So it's a fun ride and it's a quick record, man. I think it's like what? 31, 33 minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes, you know, and it's, it's a quick ride, but it's, um, it's pretty powerful. I, I still, I listen to it, you know, like I'm at work sitting at my desk and I'm still, and I'm still, I hear things that I don't even remember doing. So it's still a, it's still a new record. Yeah, yeah. I was um, I was listening to it this week, you know, to get my album review ready, but you know, yeah. after I do this interview. So, and I I really enjoy it. You know, it, it's ten fantastic songs. Just it, it really hits you. You know, a bunch of um, you know lyrics. You know, a bunch of emotions there. And um, I really like the last song, you know, Iron Fist, because it's yeah. it's kind of more it's a little bit more sped up than like the rest of the rest of the songs. Right, I think, and I, yeah. I enjoy it. We're a big, we're big uh, Motorhead fans, and I was a big Lemmy fan. I got to meet Lemmy uh, in Los Angeles a long time ago, and um, he just made a, a, a big impact on me. Just he was just a very cool. You know, I had to ask, like, "Is it all right if I grab a drink with you?" And he was like, "Well, yeah," you know, and it was just cool. He was a cool guy, and had some good conversations at the uh, the whiskey. I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, right on, man. And uh, so you, you've been, you know, you've been a musician for a, a long time now. And uh, so, how did you know that you wanted to like be in a band and you know make music? Um, I saw Kiss early on in my life. I was I was a young man, like five, and uh, I was on I was on Gene's side of the stage and. Uh, I saw a young lady discard her uh, bra and and throw it at him, and I was like, "That's what I'm gonna do." 
But no, I was I was brought up in a house that um, my dad was a big in the country, and like we're talking, you know, Merle Haggard, Johnny Cash, old school. And then right next to that, he had a Deep Purple record. Um, and I just remember being super young and, and jamming uh, space trucking and um, that that record. I can't remember what record that is. Smoke on the water, whatever whatever album that was. Yeah. I was like fuck, you know. And um, and then he was into uh, uh, there's another Jay Giles band. Yep. It's pretty like cool, like for that for that era, this cool heavy music. And uh, then my mom was into the Beatles and Elvis, and then her brother was really into uh, the the Dolls, um, the New York Dolls, and Kiss and um, Iggy Pop and the Stooges and and that. Like I was just messed up. And my mom's dad, I would go and listen to. Um, I would go and listen to uh, classical. We'd go out of his basement, and he would smoke this pipe, and I'd just jam to some classical, and I was just amazed by the amount of music coming out of these instruments, how they all meshed together, and uh, I just became a, a wreck. Queen, I was a huge, like, dude, I'm playing air guitar and, and trying to be Freddie Mercury uh, musically in my um, bedroom, like... <laughs> <laughs> singing out the window to whoever would listen as they're passing our Detroit suburb home. So uh, that that really made me who I was, and in turn really turned you know Dishwater into to what we are. So we're able to be heavy and still melodic, and and then lyrically re- people that relate to our stuff. So it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And have you ever had uh, women throw bras at you on stage? Does that happen? What are you doing, buddy? Um, who me? No. That's not that happened happen to you? No. no. Uh, Sorry. Maybe sometime. Maybe, yeah. Maybe later in my career. <laughs> All right. So um, I saw you guys back in end of February in the Grand Rapids. And... Um, so you guys, you did an extended set because uh, the headlining band you know, wasn't able to be there for medical reasons, and right. so like, um, so how do you like determine like what, well, how, what your set is or what songs you want to play? Yeah, that's a good question because uh, so Chris Sampy is our new guitar player, and um, whatever was in the set was the songs that he knew. <laughs> so he had just he's only been in the band I think, jeez. Um, Two months at that time. I don't even know if it was a two full month thing. So uh, I think we had 14, 15 songs ready to go that we were, you know, good with. Some stronger than others, but uh, that was it. If we had to play longer, we probably would have started with song one. (laughs) You guys put it, it was a killer show. Um, That was the first time actually seeing you guys live. And uh, it was just so cool, like, you you know, you walk around stage, because, I mean, it, it was kind of a small place, you know, Mulligan's, but uh, right. it was just cool, like, you guys, you know, you interacting with the crowd and stuff, I always thought that was just so cool. We had fun, you know, if you're not having fun, what are you doing there? So, a lot of times, if I notice somebody, um, sorry, my, my daughter's being a big pain in my ass right now, so if you see me directing my attention elsewhere... 
She's uh, interrupting something that she will pay for later. Um, All good. If we're not uh, if we're not having fun, I don't understand the point, you know. And a lot of times when we're on stage, and Mulligans is a great place. It's so small, but there's no TVs, there's no distractions. the The venue's at the back of the bar, so people actually have to go through that bar and around a corner and in the door to hear music, and that's what they're there for. So they're there for us. So we have a job to do is to entertain them. And if that means that, you know, we pop off the stage a little bit and, and have fun with, uh, you know, some of the, uh, some of the people that, uh, you know, proved it to me kind of guys and the, uh, the other girls, excuse me, I have a note to read. Um, I can't read this. Why would you read me a note? I can't read. I'm doing an interview. <laughs> See? Oh, bye. See what I have to do? <laughs> no, we have, yeah, no, we have, we have a great time live and, um, uh, it's for us. As much as it's for everybody that's there and they pay to see us and God bless them, they're buying our shirts and, and CDs and all that stuff and we so appreciate that because that helps us get to the next show. Um, it's really, for, I don't know, I won't speak for anybody else in the band, man, but it's for me. Like, I'm there to have a good time. And I, I had a great time, you know, seeing you guys. I actually, I actually sorted you guys 10 bucks. I ran out of cash for the CDs, so I apologize for that. I'll make it up for you next time I see you guys. First round's on you. <laughs> Sounds good. So, um, so what, you're like, how do you prepare for, you know, a show? You know, you guys have to travel there, you gotta set up. Like, how do you, how do you, like, just you, uh, prepare for a show? The drive there is, is my prep. Um, you know, whether it's an hour and a half to Grand Rapids or it's three hours to wherever we're going. I, I just, I use the drive to clear my head and kind of think about, uh, what songs we're doing, why we're doing it, all those things. It could be somebody that messaged me and said, Hey, I'm coming to see you guys for the first time. I've had a really rough go or whatever their, what their personal story is. And I think about that. Um, cause I want to make sure that I'm mentally prepared to give a good show. Cause there's a lot of times where you're just not feeling it. You know, whether you want to do it or not and you're, you're ready, you're not as ready as you thought you were. And a lot of times, like, I'll, the words will escape me. And I was just like, I wrote those words. Why don't I remember those words? But your head's somewhere else. So, um, yeah. I really like to use the, the drive there to prep for that. And a lot of times I, I go early. And I'll, I'll grab a hotel room and just kind of, you know, de-stress and have a couple uh, Pepsis and, yeah. Or yeah, no. The traveling is is for me the, the the prep for that, and then listening to other bands play and meeting people before the show, um, and then once we're on there, it's like a switch. You flip a switch and. Almost be like you're another person. Right on, man. And um, so, you know, you've been involved in the music industry for a while, as I said. Um, so do you yeah, have any... Quit saying I'm old. Stop saying I'm old. Will you knock that off? No. <laughs> yes, I I'm been for a while. I did, hey. <laughs> didn't want flying age over there. <laughs> um, so do you have any advice for, like, up-and-coming bands who, like, just started in the music industry? 
Yeah, quit. No. Um, <laughs> uh, practice, rehearse. There's nothing worse um, th- than not being prepared. You know, you have to rehearse. You have to know who you are. You don't want to sit there and I want to be like Nickelback. Well, nobody wants it. Nobody <laughs> oh, even Canada wants Nickelback, so. Right. Not even, not even Chad. So uh, be who you are. You know, don't try to fit the scene. There's a lot of, if you go back through our catalog, there's a lot of stuff that wasn't necessarily very trendy um, at the time. But we wrote what we wrote because that's who we are. So we didn't really change our sound or um, even our, our method to the madness because of what's going on around us. We just were who we are. So I, I would say just, just write the music that's in your heart. Um, practice as much as humanly possible. Get good gear. Get good friends because uh, friends are important. Friends are the ones that are selling your merch for you and uh, watching the door and carrying the equipment when you're just too tired to lift your head. Um, so friends are important. But uh, and and just, and never get let down. There's going to be a lot of people that you know you suck or. You guys shouldn't be playing that or whatever. Do what your heart tells you, and and success follows. That's that's some really good advice for any up and coming band listening. And um, so, what what do you what outside of Ditchwater? Like, what kind of music you listen to right now? Uh, I was uh, upstairs when you reminded me of this. That <laughs> uh, I was watching a Rush show from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Those guys are just amazing. Neil Peart was I mean, I miss him. Um, I didn't really know him per se, but to know that they're never going to play again and make music again just bums me out. But uh, I, if it's not that, it's um, I like. I've been watching a lot of like orchestra related stuff. Like there's Sting with the Philharmonic, uh, Hart with the Philharmonic. Like, I just like that combination because there's so much going on and so many instruments, yet it all works. So I dig that. Uh, I was listening to some Lamb of God this morning at about 4.30. So that was, that was fun. But yeah, if it, it, if I can find melody in it somewhere, I'm going to listen to it. If I can sing along, I love it. So it doesn't even matter the genre. It, like, it's not Luke Bryan. Um, it's not uh, Florida, Georgia, Alabama line or whatever. Um, you know, I, I can't. It's, that's like, I don't know, man, soulless. You know, the other day I was listening or watching a, a Hall & Oates concert. Absolutely. It's Hall & Oates. Like, it doesn't even make sense. But those two guys, like, their harmonies together and that band was so hot. Like, I can't not but be confused when someone's like that sucks like what part what part of that sucks you know what i mean like it's just so awesome so in in the same token like if i'm listening to um geez anal cunt or something like that and people's like that's not music dude you play like that yeah you ever hear the drummer from cattle decapitation or any of these crazy bands with the crazy names but they're awesome. So everybody listens to everything, you know, for a different reason. Um, whether it was Pantera, 
when they first rolled out or like Lamb of God. I'm not a big fan of the screaming stuff that happened. Um, just I, but Lamb of God, I don't know why, but I want to sing that stuff. You know, I can't possibly do what Randy Blythe does, but I just, I, I'm pulled into those songs. So, um, you'll catch me, I, uh, Andrea Bocelli. I pop that in every now and then, and that's some badass, uh, tenor opera type stuff, and it's just moving. So if it moves me, it's good. And that's what we try to do too. We try to make, whether it's lyrically or musically, we want to move somebody, whether it's their body or their mind. And that's a great, you know, goal for, you know, anytime you make, you know, music or, um, are on the stage performing. You know, I saw you put it, you know, on a Facebook post, you were talking about hollow notes. And I was like, I was surprised by it, but I was like, you know, hey, it is good music. I will, I admit that it is good music. I was just surprised seeing it from you. Well, somebody, uh, sent me a message that said the last two artists that I promoted, promoted was Sting and Hall and Oates. And I was a poser for doing that. Like there's a lot of great music out there that you should be using your influence on. Well, first of all, nobody gives a shit what I'm listening to. Yeah. But secondly, I wasn't promoting it. It's just like my Facebook page isn't the band's Facebook page. It's mine. Yeah. And I share like my experiences with uh, the the however many people that are on there that want to be involved in that. And I was watching that and I, I'm like, man, I'm watching this show right now. And what a badass! Like, what are you going to say about sting? He wrote message in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and like a I mean, million awesome police songs. Like shut up. <laughs> so I, um, I use the Q and A's a lot cause I get a lot of messages and just kind of let's, let's, uh, kind of separate uh, he's metal so he's got to be a metal he listens to metal all the time no I man I just like music I don't care what it is yeah and I, I, I'm the same way I've been mean, you know if it's you know any kind of music as long as it's good it really doesn't matter what genre it fits in and I mean a lot of artists nowadays are even just going like switching genres like mid-album so I mean it really right. doesn't matter no we make our own genre I know you're a big you're a big Swifty right you're a big Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> no? Well, yeah. I have a picture of her in your bag. I just kind of like it. <laughs> I, I know when I, when I had my station, I actually did feature a couple of Taylor Swift songs, so I can't, I mean, can't hate. Because you went home and shook it off? Is that why? That's, that's right. That's all you have to do. All right, so I, I got one more question before we go. So you got, right. you know, excited with Pavement at the beginning of this year. And you got your Never Say Never release in August. But what else can people expect from Ditchwater in 2020? I know it's kind of hard right now with the COVID situation, but what do you guys got anything in the works? We're going to stay healthy. Uh, we hope that all of our fans and everybody that cares is healthy and the people that don't care are healthy and safe and take care of your families. Um, we're shooting some videos. Um, we're going to start doing some fun stuff. I, I think we're going to, as soon as they lift some restrictions. We're going to invite some lucky fans to our rehearsal uh, space and um, hang out a little bit and, and remember what it's like to, um, you know, hang out with people other than the five of us. Uh, but just gearing up for this release. And once they release this, we'll be doing the videos and um, a lot of touring. Right on, man. And uh, so if people are interested, what are some of the best ways to, you know, support Ditchwater? 
care of Mike Meadows, P.O. Box. No, uh, <laughs> you can. You, we're on Spotify, um, Apple Music, all that stuff, man. YouTube, just listen to our stuff. You know, if you dig it, contact the band, come to a show, uh, call your radio stations and tell them that you want to hear this. Um, support um, internet radio because that's so ever important these days. And, and guys like you that actually promote us and support us and and all that. So if we if they don't support you, then what do we got? You know, we are, we're all in it together for sure. That's right, especially right now. But yeah, right. actually, I, I bought. You know, I, only, I was missing two of your guys' albums, so I finally bought that off Amazon today. All oh, right, on which one was it? Uh, I was missing Adrenaline and Into the Storm. All oh, right, on those. Get, once I get all those, I'll put out a nice picture of all the uh, Ditchwater albums I got. So I'll make sure to tag you in it. So hey, um, thanks, man, for hanging out and uh, chatting about you know your Never Say Never release, which I listened to the album, and if anyone hasn't yet. It is a fantastic album. You have to wait till August, but it is well worth it. Thank you so much, Matthew. I appreciate it, and thank you for all the support. No problem, man. I hope uh, you have a good night. Stay safe, and I hope to see you in person sometime. Soon. Soon. (laughs) We'll see you soon.